You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour in this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, I just made the Danettes day. They're weak because I said, hey, let's celebrate Thanksgiving this Friday. And they're like, why? I go, I don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving next Wednesday because then you'll have to go Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving again. So Thanksgiving will be celebrated on the Traeger on Friday. Who has it better than us? Nobody. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. All the anger over the Staples over Staples Center, not the, over Staples Center being renamed crypto.com. The crypt. Do you pay in cryptocurrency? I wonder about that. The forum, uh, the Great Western Forum. It was, uh, I think, that for a 15-year period, uh, 1967 to 1999. And then uh, the... Great Western Forum, 1988 to 2003. And now we have uh, Staples making way, moving to the side on Christmas Day as a crypto.com. And you start to run down the list of stadiums or fields and they're sponsored by or the naming rights. I don't know if we pay much attention to it. I don't know what you get out of that. Now, crypto, you probably are going to get something interesting. Is there going to be something in the building? Are there going to be ATM machines where you can get cryptocurrency? Um, Do you offer deals if you pay in cryptocurrency? I don't know how you get $30 million a year out of that. Uh, Just the publicity maybe today or the last couple of days probably will be uh, quite beneficial for them. The curiosity behind something like that. But it was supposed to be a lifetime deal for Staples. I, I, don't, I don't know whose lifetime, but it feels like Staples won it out and crypto came to the rescue. Yeah, Paul. I just found an article from 1999 in the Los Angeles Times written by our boy Tim Kawakami about how fans were upset that the name's being changed from the Great Western Forum to the Staples Center. Hmm. This, is, this is cyclical. Yeah. People were very upset about it then. Now you're upset that Staples is going away. Well, I think that you get accustomed to it and you're fine with it. And then now you're going to sell out and you're going to sell it to cryptocurrency. Yes, he Is that part of it that it's crypto? Um, like, like if it was the, I don't know, a, 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 a different type of industry or brand name that people would be less like, oh, come on. How about a phone company? Would they be okay with that instead of crypto? I I guess, you know what? I would probably think my initial reaction was, I hope that this doesn't like end after a year and that, you know, cryptocurrency goes bankrupt or something. You know, like Enron Field, where you don't want to get involved in something and all of a sudden it's like, uh, you guys got to change the name of that uh, stadium there in Houston. Yes, McLovin. The thing is, I'm looking at the NBA. You don't know what's an insurance company, what's a bank. I mean, you might locally, like Gainbridge. Fieldhouse, Golden One Center, FTX Arena. I have no idea what these companies do, but locally they might. And I don't know if that's an ego thing where you just go, hey, you know, our company, we get a suite here and uh, we got the naming rights there. And maybe locally you get something out of this, but, you know, the cryptocurrency. And it's not like, you know, crypto is just dipping its toe in there. I think they're with uh, Montreal Canadiens, Paris Saint-Germain. Um, there's a couple of different teams, maybe Philadelphia, 
Are they involved with the 76ers, McLovin? Your team? Uh, it's news to me if they are, but okay. Uh, let me see. Got the Canadians. Uh, let's see. Crypto has been spending a lot, uh, the, the global sports landscape over the past year. The platform has linked high-visibility sponsorship deals with Formula One, UFC, Italy's Serie A, Paris Saint-Germain, the Canadians, and also purchasing the Philadelphia 76ers uniform sponsorship patch. Wow. You didn't even know that your team had these. I watched them last night. They couldn't get a shot off around Rudy Gobert, and I turned the TV off. By the way, when we look at these throwback uniforms, now, those uniforms, when they first came out, the Nets did throwback uniforms. These were the Kenyon Martin, Kerry Kittles years. Back then, people had an adverse reaction to them. But you know what happens? As you get older and you see a throwback jersey, it's nostalgia. It reminds you of when you were younger. And when you were younger, everything was great. You look back and you go, oh, golly, those Houston Astro uniforms, the rainbows, they look so awesome now. Back then, I didn't think so. The Padres, they had yellow, yellow jerseys, yellow pants. They were ugly. Now, oh, they're awesome. The We Are Family hats at the time, the box hat. Man, those look corny. Now, man, they were awesome. The Nets uniforms last night, oh, those are gorgeous. But all it is is just nostalgia. You remember 25, 30 years ago. Retro. Very cool. Merchandise. Go to danpatrick.com. We got everything you need for the holiday season. We got calendars, T-shirts, hoodies, official Dan Patrick Show puzzles. Do we have retro Dan Patrick Show gear, Seaton? I think we might actually. I think we have a couple of classics hanging. I have, hanging I have some old stuff like in like an old green hat and I've, I've got sweatshirts and things that like when we first got started before we were like, you know, selling it to the public. Penny's Bang Biscuits, uh, Todd's Limerick greeting cards and a whole lot more all available at danpatrick.com. Sunday night TJ Watt and the Steelers head to LA to face off against Justin Herbert and the Chargers Sunday 7 Eastern on Peacock. We always overreact to the college football playoff show. And now that it's getting a little colder, football weather in parts of the country, maybe it's time to study up a little bit harder because Cincinnati is still on the outside. Number five, Bearcats face SMU this weekend. Then they uh, could be facing Houston in the conference title game. I like the Cougars. They just moved up to number 24. But the real issue for Cincinnati is the current top four. Alabama's good, possibly impressive enough to get into the final four, even if it loses to number one Georgia in the SEC title game. So that leaves Oregon and Ohio State. Ducks got a tricky game against Utah at Utah this weekend. Ohio State has number seven Michigan State, and then they have number six Michigan. Bearcats got to take care of business and hope that somebody in front of them loses and then make sure that they don't lose to Houston. And it's tricky. But life for a non-power conference team in today's college football is just not going to be easy when you only have a Final Four. When we expand to 12, then this isn't really an argument here. And, and I know that people will go, yeah, but we'll get to 12 and people will be upset. No, it's like March Madness. When we get to 68, if you don't get in, I don't want to hear from you. 12 teams, college football? No, I don't want to hear from you. 
Now, you'll still get that team or two teams where you go, I don't know, they should probably be in there at number 12 or number 11. But Cincinnati is going to have a hard climb here because I do think if Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan goes up there. Uh, if Ohio State runs the table, they're in there, in there. Notre Dame, if Notre Dame runs the table with one loss, would they put Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati being undefeated? See, that's the real kick in the, you know what? Uh, Oregon, that's a tough game against Utah, in my opinion. Alabama, Alabama beats Georgia. They're both in. Alabama loses. How badly do they lose? Do they stay in the top, you know, four? So there's a lot of questions left to be answered, but they're usually answered on the football field. But when you're a non-conference power team, then they're not necessarily answered on the football field. They're answered in some boardroom where the committee gets together and go, all right, uh, first order of business, how do we keep Cincinnati out of the final four? And then they come up with some logical or illogical reason. Yes, Pauline. Dan, you got a wonky weekend. You have wonky. Uh, Texas A&M hosting Prairie View A&M. I can't even get a line on that one. There's no line posted. And Jimbo Fisher is not going to LSU. He told us he's not going to LSU. But the athletic director at LSU has a history of (laughs) bringing coaches in from uh, places where they said they weren't going to leave. Yes, Paulie? Georgia is hosting Charleston Southern. Mm. No line. I can't get you a line on that game either. This is the time of year where they had that kind of bye week where you schedule a... A cupcake? You mean like Florida had last week? Yes, Sanford. Yeah. They almost lost. They almost lost. Yeah, yeah, McLevin. Can I have a take that'll make some people in this room angry? Sure. Notre Dame deserves not to be in the Final Four because they should man up and be in a conference title game. I don't, I look at their schedule. Well, they, they played, should be in the ACC. They have basically played ACC. They played one ranked team this year, Cincinnati, yeah, no. and lost. And yeah. they played Wisconsin, who's now ranked again, but. Like, why are they, why they, last year was great when they played Clemson. Because they're Notre Dame. You always have to factor this in. It's a TV show. You may not like, but it, but it, that's the God's honest truth. It is TV. It's ratings. It's sponsors, advertising dollars. You know, you want to get the blue bloods in there. And it just feels like, okay, Head-to-head match, you know, that that's really important. Okay. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. That's going to matter. Michigan State beat Michigan, but Michigan is, I think, ranked higher than Michigan State. So it, it always is like, wait a minute. You said over here that this mattered, but then over here it doesn't matter. Yeah, Paul. I have the current strength of schedule of college football teams. Alabama's one, Georgia's two, lots, lots of... Uh, Purdue is, has the fifth toughest strength of schedule this year. Mm. Notre Dame is 15th in the country, and Cincinnati is 58th in the country. Yeah. Strength of schedule. Yeah. But I go back to that game in South Bend could go a long way in Notre Dame not getting into the top four with one loss, and Cincinnati getting into the top four because they beat Notre Dame. I mean, it may come down to that. And Cincinnati was the better team that day. In my opinion, you know, there wasn't any doubt. I don't think Notre Dame is that good. I think they have some talented players, but I don't think it's a great team. Cincinnati is a really good team. And for everybody who's going to say the following, well, let's see if Cincinnati, how they do against Georgia. Well, they played last year in a bowl game. Now, you can say it meant more to Cincinnati than Georgia. Whatever your excuse is, Cincinnati was the better team that day. 
They lost in dramatic fashion. Cincinnati was a better team than Georgia that day. That day. But if they do meet in the Final Four, and you know, you're going to get people say, oh, "I told you, Cincinnati not any good. They don't deserve to be in there." Just because they lose to Georgia and get blown, look at the teams that have gotten blown out in the Final Four. Notre Dame's gotten blown out. I mean, it it does happen. Or Clemson, you can be blown out in these games. But it feels like if you're one of those underdogs, eh, you shouldn't be in here. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, it feels like there's less room. I mean, I guess because it's just four people, but shouldn't there be room for a Cinderella story if college football could have one? That's why we're going to 12. Yeah. But we want it to pay off. You know, where where you have Butler going to a couple of title games. Mm. That almost paid off. And when you have that, I mean, that that's the stuff of legend, where, where you remember that, like Jim Valvano and NC State, if they weren't underdogs, it wouldn't have anywhere near you know, that feel, that impact of one of the great upsets. Georgetown losing to Villanova. Villanova played them close during the season. That's why when people said, oh, one of the great upsets of all time. To me, it wasn't a great upset. Upset, but not a great upset. Because Villanova had a veteran team, Hall of Fame coach, and they had already played Georgetown close during the regular season. Upset, yes. They played a perfect game. NC State against Houston, that's an upset. But back then, you didn't have a shot clock and Jim Valvano outcoached Guy Lewis. But you love when you have that opportunity to at least take a shot against the best. Uh, what's the poll question we're going with final hour, McLevin? Okay, we have a few choices here. Uh, NBA with Nick Wright coming up. Do you want to do, are the Warriors uh, the favorite to, out of the West? We didn't do that yet. Hmm. Uh, we could do Giannis. Will he be a buck in two years? Mm. Uh, we could ask if anybody cares about the Los Angeles stadium naming rights. Mm. Uh, I think you're going to call it the crypt. So it, I don't know if it's going to be, hey, let's go to crypto.com. Come on, kids. We're going to crypto.com. And, and they may still call it Staples. Because you can't make the fans call it something. Hey, we paid all that money. You call us. What you know? This is crypto.com. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, McLovin. Does anyone mind the uh, team jersey logos? Or it, well, it's coming. And you said they might become even bigger than what I, we see I now. Think, I think you're going to see what you have in the Premier League. And it maybe it's in five years, maybe it's ten years, but you have practice jerseys that haven't, and you're going to have. I think one day you have Dunkin' Donuts as the Red Sox and you have a patch that says Red Sox. I just, I think it's inevitable. Now, does everybody do it? Do the Yankees do it? Do the Dodgers do it? And I know you want to say, well, of course they wouldn't. You never want to ruin those uniforms. Money. How much money? Yeah, Paul. We were looking at NFL uniforms and the Rams and a lot of uniforms have a little Ram, not a logo, but the word Rams, right like where their heart would be. And I wonder if that's like a easing into seeing something on the jersey. Because it's out of nowhere. It's on the left side, but by their chest. By their heart. Yeah, by their heart. And it just says Rams. But if next year that says General Electric, says GE, you're used to seeing something there. And I wonder if some marketing person said, hey, these NFL jerseys, let's pull a little something here on the chest for three or four years, and then you'll get used to it. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, right. The Celtics have that GE up there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But you know what though? Like I know we you can all. It's so easy to point to NASCAR. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that even one year you used to win the Nextel Cup, and then the next year it was like, or it was the Winston Cup, and then the Nextel Cup, and then the Monster Energy Cup, and then the I mean the entire league actually changes names. All it and is nobody is cares. You win the cup. That's it. That's all we talk. That's how we refer to it. We don't go. Did did you win the Nextel Cup? No. Did you win the cup? Yeah, but like it's like uh, the Stanley Cup is then the uh, you know the McDonald's Cup. Like there yeah. should be some reverence for a trophy, you'd think, but yes, Paul. But it was great in the old days with NASCAR, the wind stick of cigarettes. You got yeah. like a lifetime yeah. supply of yeah. Marlboro Reds as your gift, <laughs> like a man. Earnhardt was smoking in, win- <laughs> yeah. in the winter circle. Yeah, pouring Schlitz yeah. over his head, ripping heaters. Yeah, oh. take a break. Yeah, the popular Nick Wright will join us coming up. Uh, Seventeen after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. And that's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. And that means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. More phone calls coming up. By the way, it's been pointed out to me, Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive, apparently. He's 52. When Wilford Brimley did the movie Cocoon, he was two years younger than Paul Rudd. <laughs> did did Wilford Brimley win Sexiest Man Alive back then when he was 50 years of age? We're checking. <laughs> uh, the Warriors scored 30 or more points in each of the first three quarters on their way en route, as we like to say, to a blowout win over the Nets. And uh, Steph Curry was marvelous, nine three-pointers. And here's his head coach, Steve Kerr, trying to describe Steph's greatness. There's never been anybody like him. So he's an offense um, just by himself. He's an offense. Uh, the fact that Steph can be dominant on and off the ball is what makes him unique. Uh, there's nobody in the league now or, or as far as I'm concerned ever who had that, that combination of on-ball uh, skill and, and pick-and-roll dominance, but, you know, the, the off-ball game of uh, – you know, Reggie Miller, Rip Hamilton, or, you know, somebody flying off screens. That, that combination is, has never been seen. Steve Kerr is running out of way to d- describe Steph Curry because you could hear a couple of his answers. Be like, uh, hey, uh, how do you think uh, Steph's played last night? <sighs> hey, do you think Steph's the best shooter of all time? <sighs> I feel bad for him. He needs to have a Rolodex where he just says, all right, let me punch this in. I haven't played this one in New Jersey in a while or in Philadelphia in a while or New York in a while. Nick Wright joins us on loan from First Things First, the popular co-host on Fox Sports 1. Nick, um, what do you think of Steph Curry this season? Oh, <laughs> Steph Curry. Uh, in, in all seriousness, it's been sensational. I mean, he's been sensational. I've got a... Let me ask you a question, Dan. Yep. Going into this year, if someone were to ask you, all-time great, all-time pyramid, who's ahead, Steph or KD? Who do you have higher? I would take Steph 
Oh, so you would have already had Steph higher because I think most people, even though Steph has one more ring and one more league MVP, I think particularly after the playoffs last year, would have said KD's a tick above. If the Warriors win the title this year, though, you have to, like, it, the Steph-KD debate, at least for the time being, stops being a debate. Steph would have double the MVPs and double the rings, yep. all of that. And you start to reevaluate, like, where is Steph historically? I mean, I think he's right now knocking on the door of the top 15 all time. But if they win the title this year, he probably also would win the league MVP this year if they win 60-plus games. He he starts kicking that door in and moving past guys like Akeem, past guys like Dr. J, like obviously past Durant. I I think it's a really special thing because I thought the Warriors were done winning titles. And I, now the, the door's back open for them. I asked Dwayne Wade about that yesterday, and he said he would take Steph because he changed the game. And, I mean, think about the most influential people who've ever played this game. And Steph's on the short list of most influential players in the history. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt about that. As far as influence, he is, I want to say, top five all time. But that does, you know, he's far more influential than Tim Duncan. But Tim Duncan had the better career. But if they win the title this year, Steph starts really approaching the hollowed, hollowed ground. He's but who gets already... into the top 10, though, Nick? If I said at the end of their careers, KD or Steph, more likely to go into the top 10. So I would have, honestly, and I don't want to be too reactionary, a, a month ago I would have said KD because I thought Steph, Steph was had an MVP-level season last year, Dan, mm -hmm. and the Warriors missed the playoffs. So I'm like, okay, so Steph's not going to play in a finals again. But if they if they make the finals this year, if they win the title, then you then to me it'd be Steph. If if this is more about schedule and maybe when Clay comes back, he's not the guy we think he's going to be, and the Warriors are a second round exit. KD because you know he, he's bigger. I think he. I don't. I don't know if you can say he scores more effortlessly, but it does feel like he can do a little more. But again, like those are. I mean, you're a basketball historian like me. So the, to me, take there's four guys that are almost like, you know, the older, older generation, Russell, Wilt, Oscar, and West. They've got to be included, but they almost have to be included separately, you know, like a veterans committee. And then people can argue about the order, but I don't think many people would argue about this next nine. LeBron, Kareem, Michael, Magic, Duncan, Kobe, Bird, Akeem, Shaq. So now we're at nine plus the four. There's 13. I would have had Dr. J and Moses rounding out my top 15 with Steph and KD ready to knock one of them out. But how high can either one of them climb? Can they pass Bird? Can they, you know, I think they both can pass Dr. J and Moses. But so there's, you know, at some point there, is there a ceiling? I don't know. Like it's, it's a hard, this is what people do when the top 75 list comes out. They're like, this guy's a top 20 guy all time. It's like, no, he's not. Like, there's you got to list the names. And so it just – but I'm starting to reconsider how high Steph can climb. I liked Golden State last year to go to the NBA Finals, and I certainly like them this year. Um, they have youth. They're going to get Clay back. 
and it just feels like the West is a little bit vulnerable because I don't know what yep. to expect out of the Lakers. You know, can the can Phoenix do it again? And what did they learn last year? Denver, can you count on them to be consistent enough to play at a high level? Utah, are they going to be in there as well? No. Utah's, Utah's out. Utah never gets to be talked to as a playoff team again. They're out. And as I understand that all the, and I'm an analytics guy, all the analytics folks have explained to me that Nikola Jokic is maybe the greatest player in the history of the league, which is really fascinating <laughs> because none of them believe the Nuggets are going to make the finals. The NBA is pretty simple. If you have the best player in the league, you're probably going to win the championship. Nobody thinks Nuggets can win the championship. So miss me with this. Jokic is better than Giannis mess. I don't care what the numbers say. I, I watch the games. The, but yes, the, the West is open. And here, you said they have youth. Here's the other thing the Warriors have going for them. So they're getting Clay back. That'll be an infusion. No matter what form he's in, he'll help. Yeah. They also, though, they're getting nothing right. Wiseman's not playing yet. And Kaminga and Moody are so young, like 18 and 19 when you draft them. If they want to package Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, you get an all-star. Yeah. Like Beal's not going to be available now because the Warriors are, I'm sorry, the Wizards are too good. But whatever disgruntled all-star X that you want. But wouldn't I go after Buddy Heald? I mean, I can't get Beal. What about Buddy Heald? Well, if the question there is, my. I know everyone killed the Lakers for not getting Buddy Heald. And I, and I like Buddy a lot, but he's also damn near 30. We don't think of that. He was old when he came out of college. He's not yeah. damn near 30, but he's late 20s. And it, it's always tough for me, like a guy. People, so Ben Simmons, like Ben Simmons can't play in the playoffs, but he's been in the playoffs. Like maybe, maybe Buddy can't either. Like Buddy's the sixth man on the Kings. Like I, I like Buddy a lot, but I, I, I like Ben Simmons to the Warriors. You don't need more shooting. Once you get Draymond, oh, I thought, or I'm sorry, once it, you get Clay back. But don't I have to give up Draymond to make Ben work with Golden State? I don't know. That's what everybody says. But when the Warriors won 73 games, Festus Azili and Maurice Spates were on the court with Draymond. <laughs> like, I remember it because LeBron was dotting threes over poor Festus's eye in game seven. Festus. Like, the, yeah, Festus. <laughs> I mean, Bogut. And Bogut obviously was a good player, but Bogut and Draymond played together. So, like, the idea that you couldn't have Draymond on the court with another non-shooter. Now, Draymond back then was a better shooter than he is now, so that's that's part of it. But uh, whoever the person is, my point is if the Warriors want, they can go get another piece because yeah. they're not getting anything from those young guys, and they're still awesome. We're talking to Nick Wright. Uh, first things first, co-host on Fox Sports 1. Uh, how patient are you going to be with the Lakers? Well, here's the deal. So there's there's the Russ angle, and then there's the LeBron part. The Russ angle is first three months in Houston, he was terrible, and then he was excellent end of the season. Same exact thing happened with Washington. So I will be patient with that. And Russ, here's a fun thing to look at. The best center Russ has ever played with, best big Russ has ever played with, young Steven Adams. He's never played with a quality offensive center or offensive big, so it's going to take time for him and Anthony Davis. But the fact of the matter for the Lakers is this. If LeBron's not still able to be a top three at a minimum, top three player in the league when the playoffs roll around for the entirety of the playoffs, Lakers are screwed. I think he still can be. I think he's got one more of those runs in him. If, if he is, then again, who are we taking in the West over a fully functional hand on the joystick LeBron plus AD 
and I, I believe LeBron is a problem solver, will make it work with Russ. But the first thing they got to do is just get rid of their centers. You can't play Russ and a center. You might actually play Russ at center. That's kind of what the Rockets did, and it worked. Like, AD, you don't want to play center, fine. You can be the power forward, Russ will be the center. And then you can spread the floor and have more shooting there. I never understood AD not wanting to play center because it feels like you have a better chance of making the all-NBA team as a center because mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert makes it every single year. Yeah. That, you know, these bonuses come with being first, second, third yeah. team. I'd want to be a center. Just list me as a center. Who cares? Yeah, I listen, AD's awesome. He, you know, he's what's the word? Delicate. Delicate, I think, is the white nice way to put it. I just think he wait, doesn't wait, like Wait, is that a the, polite soft? I didn't say soft, Dan. I wouldn't say that about a fellow clutch client. That'd be rude. <laughs> um, the, I, I just think he's not as big of a fan as the contact. And, the, you know, and he is a guy who when he gets dinged, it does appear he's been shot. But luckily, he recovers from that quickly. Brittle. And so, yeah. Brittle. It, Did you call him brittle? Yeah. I I like delicate. I'm going <laughs> to stick with the word I use. Hey, can I – I got another question for okay. you. Okay. Right. Were you shocked that there were MVP chants for someone not on the nets at Barclays last night? Like, that doesn't happen. Well, that's not really a home advantage. That's not a home fan base. You're I mean, right it's a that. recent fan base. I mean, it's – you know, that's why if they won the title, they'd get a nice little parade. If the Knicks win a first round series, you know, guys Bing are bong. Yeah. people are out of their minds. Yeah. Guys people are, are out of their topless minds. in the streets there. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I no, just, that's absolutely right. Nobody cares. Um, a couple other things. I, I know that uh, the Chiefs are, are back. According yeah, to people, back. I didn't know they left, but they're back. And I know you're a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. So yeah. would you give your logic of are the Chiefs on the short list of teams to beat still in the NFL? Oh, a hundred percent. Listen, top they, five. They, they, I, let me put it like this. I think they're the team to beat in the AFC. The five best teams might all be in the NFC. Yeah. But they got to beat each other. Like right now, if you were able to draft your playoff opponents, it, like if that the one seed got to pick its opponents, who's, wouldn't the Chiefs be everyone's last pick? They, like, aren't aren't they yeah. still the team in the AFC nobody wants to face? If Derrick everyone, Henry was playing, Tennessee would be that team that I would not want to play. Uh, sure, but he's not. Yeah, like that's the, the he's not. Yeah, and the the Bills have been uh, that Jags loss looms large to me for the Bills, and the the Bills to me are the other dangerous team when everything's rolling. But the AFC screwed up, man. For the first five weeks, the Chiefs had a historically bad defense. For the next three weeks, Mahomes had the first slump of his career. And now all of a sudden we sit here and it's like, oh, they have the second most wins in the conference. Like if you were ever going to create separation, it would have been this year and the AFC didn't take advantage. Yeah, you're right about you don't want to face them when it gets into the postseason. Uh, You know, Buffalo, I still not quite sure. Like the AFC right now, just not sure. With anybody. Right. Me neither. I mean, exactly Tennessee's right. done everything you want a, a great team to do. We just don't recognize them as being great. 
Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, because here's the thing. Because and I know the football's complicated, and it's all three phases and all this. And then at the end of the day, before you bet your hard-earned money on a team to win a Super Bowl, you're like, wait, Ryan Tannehill's their quarterback? Nah, I'm gonna have to pass. <laughs> They're like, no, he's the highest-rated passer on third downs. Unless he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, but... gonna have, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, uh, you're all in on uh, Crypto.com instead of Staples. You're going to refer to I don't care man I listen I I had an opportunity to be Dan Patrick Rich if I would have listened to all my poker player friends 5 years ago and bought bitcoin and ethereum and instead I didn't and so now I'm just hoping it all tanks because all <laughs> my friends I gamble with are just stupid rich and I'm still coming on these <laughs> I'm doing this so you send me free sweatshirts so I mean yeah so I I'm anti I, it's just total bitterness and anger well, that well, all these well, dopes have gotten raised. What's Arrowhead called now? G-E-H-A <laughs> Field? I don't even know what the hell that is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's that's great. I don't know anybody who calls it that. It feels like people are still going to call Staples Staples. Yeah, I, I heard what you guys were saying about the Winston Cup before. Yeah. So I grew up, my whole childhood was the Winston Cup, and I had no idea it was about the cigarettes. I thought it was named after some famous NASCAR dude named Winston. Like, when they changed <laughs> it, I was so confused. I swear to God, I thought that. I didn't even know. And you thought that like there was this, a guy named Nextel? Like that, uh, well, no, that's when I figured it out, buddy. <laughs> That's where I figured it out. I was like, oh, it's branding. Yeah. By the way, speaking of branding, is your guys show branding these days trying to just make anyone under 30 not understand what you're talking about? Because I think right before I came on, you were like, hey, fun fact about Wilford Brimley and Cocoon. Yep. And I'm 37 and I've never seen Cocoon. Like, what's the median age of people that are like, oh, yeah, I can picture Wilford Brimley and Cocoon in my head. 46? But it might make you go, hmm, wonder what Wilford Brimley looked like at age 50. Dan brought it up, and he is a Hall of Famer. I should listen to what Dan has to say. Then they Google, and they go, oh, my God. Boy, that's a brilliant uh, analysis there. Yeah, Or maybe they they pull out their phones and say, I can't find Wilford Brimley on TikTok. I don't know what the hell Dan's talking about. Maybe maybe, that's maybe they just know. go. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for Colin to come on or Jim Rome to come on, and then I'll listen to those programs. Oh, see. Oh, wow, wow. We're going. I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I would have thought it, but I wouldn't have said that. It'd be rude on your show. That's okay. That's okay. Let me be rude to me before you're rude to me. Yeah, it's a good idea. Still hey, waiting for that fishing invite. By hey, the way, yeah, let's go. To, let's go to a game. Let's go to a Brooklyn Nets game. Plenty of seats yeah, still I, available. Plenty is seven dollars. You can get in for seven dollars. I can get in and play for twelve. That's what's great. I'm Let's Joe Harris, man. They could have used you last night. Tell you that much, buddy. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Of we course. appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll see you soon. That's uh, Nick Wright. First things first. Co-ho- co <laughs> I think I called him a co-ho, a co-host, cohort, a co- cohort, host on Fox Sports One. Let's take a break. Phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We're going to try to do all of that next on the relevant Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, all of that coming up here. Eric, you know, I mentioned Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive. That's relevant, People Magazine. And then I mentioned Wilford Brimley, who's in the movie Cocoon. Google it. And he's 50 at the time. He looks like he's 75. And here's Paul Rudd at 52, the sexiest man. It's a movie about old people getting the fountain of youth and he looked like an old guy, so he fits in. Yeah, see. You couldn't imagine Paul Rudd going, you got diabetes no. right now and taking that seriously. Wilford Brimley for Quaker Oats. You got diabetes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do I have diabetes? No, I don't. I got diabetes. You got diabetes. You got diabetes. Yes, Paulie. So it's not like evolution has hit, uh, hit the gas or anything. People in the 80s just acted their age and didn't care about looking younger. Like... Wilford Brimley wasn't eating kale and uh, getting a, a Zumba class. But then Keanu Reeves looks like he's 30 and yeah. he's 57. Yeah. What's changed? Is it about uh, availability to health? And surgery, I would think. And, and, and you know, I, I think guys getting Botox, those kind of things, that they would Shh. never do. Nobody can tell, Seton. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. You I know. think that there's a big mindset switch, too. Because if you remember, I don't remember if it was the 80s or the 90s, but there was a show called 30-something, and those were the oldest 30-year-olds <laughs> I had ever known in my entire life. And when I think about me in my 30s yeah. and the people in 30-something, they were might as well have been octogenarians compared to the way my 30s went. Yes, McLovin. Uh, by the way, I resent that Cocoon 2 was 88, so that's a little more recent. Hmm. I don't think that's okay. quite dated. Uh, Todd has been sending me this a couple of times during the day. So, <laughs> yeah, Todd, would you like to? I would. This is... this is. Uh, it's a little the, silly joke about the newly named uh, Lakers arena. And here's the thing. It's the last segment of the show. Therefore, if it doesn't work out, no harm, you move on. And we still have another four minutes after I, s- I share this. Okay, with you. here you go. This is the joke that Todd has been dying to, to uh, unveil. Okay, so here's the question for you guys. You know what you are if you can't stop stealing things from the Lakers' newly named arena. What are you? Cryptomaniac. You're a cryptomaniac. There you go. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) You you overlap at your own joke. I was excited that you got that quickly. What do you think of comedians who laugh at their own jokes? I don't like it When they tell the joke? Terrible. Jerry Seinfeld used to do that all the time. Like during like the Seinfeld show, he'd be like smiling through all his lines. I know he's not an, a professional actor, but he would always like say things and he knew it was clever. And he'd be like smiling and laughing. So you like, got to give back the pen. You don't give back the pen. You got to give back the pen. So you're critiquing Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm saying that I can appreciate those that don't <laughs> like someone laughing at their own jokes. And that's very weak. To yes, McLovin. What is it? You steal from an arena. How do you even steal from an arena? Is that a thing that people do? <laughs> you break into the what? souvenir shop and you, you know, kind of put a jersey. You break into like the clothes. McLovin, McLovin, don't, don't. 
just we it, it, it's gone. You throw an extra T-shirt or a Nerf ball in no, there when no one's looking as you're walking gone. out of the supermarket. A kryptomaniac. You're a kryptomaniac it, yeah. as opposed to a kleptomaniac. Thank, thank you, Todd. You can't stop stealing from thank, the place. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Final results of the poll question, McLaughlin. Okay, I put up for hour three. Do you have a problem with sponsorships on uniforms? And actually, 57% said yes. They don't like it. Hmm. Well, it's coming, whether you like it or not. This day in sports history, Paulie. Got a few. Uh, The Chicago Blackhawks made their debut in the NHL in 1926. In 1940, the Green Bay Packers became the first NFL team to travel by plane. Uh, 1968, NBC cut away from the final minutes of the New York Jets-Oakland Raiders game to begin a TV special, Heidi, on schedule. The Raiders came back... To beat the Jets 43-32, one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history. You know, I, I watched the game. You didn't watch the game. I, I watched it up until it went to Heidi. And I didn't understand if there was some <laughs> kind of contractual obligation. You know, when it when it, a game gets to a certain time and then they go, well, we got to cut away. Back then, I'm like, wait, what happened? And we only had three channels. If you read the backstory on it, some flunky at the network saw the time was six and on his sheet, it said switch from the game. They expected the game to be over to Heidi, and he didn't uh, think about it. Well, what else do you have? Uh, this one happens all the time this time of year. Barry Bonds in 2003 became the first major league ball player to win six NL MVP awards. Jim Brown on this day scored 43 points in a college game. He scored six touchdowns, and he kicked seven extra points. He scored 43 points as uh, Syracuse beat Colgate. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. I got Maction tonight, Paulie? Of course you do. By the way, Eastern Michigan, that football field, horrible. Horrible. I like the uniforms. The field looks like... They shot everything in black and white except for the players in their uniforms. It does not make a good experience. It's a tough watch with Eastern Michigan. Yeah, Paul. You're right because the gray, when they do a, a, a distant shot of the stadium, it looks kind of cool, the gray field. But when they zoom in on it, there's no contrast to anything. It's not very tough. Good. Luckily for you, there's more games tonight. Northern Illinois, they're a powerhouse. Mm. Uh, at Buffalo tonight Ooh, on uh, 7 p.m. You know, I like the Buffs. Yep. I, Central Michigan, my Chippewas versus Ball State. Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't have time for phone calls because Todd took so long in telling his joke. See how he did that? I blocked him like that. Yeah. Do it again. What are you if you can't stop stealing things from the new Lakers arena, from the new named arena? That would make you a Seton? Cryptomaniac. A cryptomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cryptomaniac. What? <laughs> Let's go around the room what we learned on this program. Todd? The Greek freak may be ready for a new challenge in two years. Leaving Milwaukee? Question mark. What? Are we around the nation? Better beef up security. Todd's coming to town. Cryptomaniac. Thank you, Todd. Because it's kleptomaniac, but this would be cryptomaniac. Uh, see, you know, Connor. Nick Wright didn't appreciate our references. <laughs> Paulie? One too many segments. What we learned brought to you by Mercedes-Benz SUV family. It takes no time to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. <laughs> Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
One more item as we close out the show. It's always fun when the mail comes in and you see that there's a package from Panini because Panini trading cards, they have iconic brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFL Players Association. You know you're going to get the hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats, and there's only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. But it's not just the NFL. Panini is the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the matchups for Week 11 to keep an eye on. Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts square off tomorrow night as New England visits Atlanta. Then it'll be Trevor Lawrence and the Jags facing Jimmy G and the Niners, Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. That'll be down in Dallas. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.